Cry, forgive, learn, move on. Let your tears water the seeds of your future happiness. You're listening to Light, Love, and Laughter, a podcast created by two sisters wanting to share light, love, and laughter with the people with meaningful content, shared experiences, and laughter along the way. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Light, Love, and Laughter. We are your hosts. I'm Shima. And I'm Leah. And we want to bring you some light, a little bit of love, and a whole lot of laughter to you today. So, hey, Leah, how have you been this week? Well, this week I've been good. Um, We dodged the bullet last week with the tropical storm, so we wasn't able to record. So that gave us like a week off. And other than that, I've just been working out. I have actually worked out a couple times. Um, I did. I did like three of them. Three That's weeks, Three days. That's better than what three I did. Days. I said, if you want to count um, running around with the kids as working out, then I did that every day. No, that don't count. That don't count. No, Man, no don't running count. behind my kids. As much as we would like count. to, it it won't. It don't count. So running behind mm-hmm. my kids don't count. <sighs> Unfortunately, no. I just can't. All right, whatever. <laughs> yes yeah, so i've been working out i did some yoga i did um i did start an audio book oh so one of those books i was talking about so i'm just trying to get my life together you know continue to keep getting my life together how about you how was your week so far my week was pretty good finally got finally getting settled into the new place getting everybody settled in so um it's been good you know like it's I cannot complain when do any good to complain. But you know what? God has really been blessing my family. So I really don't have nothing to complain about. You know, I'm just thankful and grateful. Some of this tea, some of this tea, some of this tea. Let's get into it. So shout out to all of the people who voted for Joe Biden. We got out there and we did that thing because we won it. But unfortunately, Trump has decided that he will not concede to the election and he is going to act like a toddler the entire time. You're fired. And we say bye bye. No, God, please. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Speaking of that, I seen a quote by um, that was posted to um, gospel singer Erica Campbell and she basically said something that really resonated with and you know um and it's so true I want to read it if that's okay she basically said uh we teach our kids what it looks like to be a sore loser a true leader knows how how to win without insulting your opponent and how to lose without throwing a tantrum Dignity is required for wins and losses. And it speaks volumes to the president um, and the president-elect on how they both acted in this election, especially when the results were coming to pass. Um, Basically, you know, Joe Biden has focused his energy on trying to prepare to lead the country and has really kind of strayed away from trading insults whereas Trump has kind of been basically unloading the barrel as you can say like he is at his all-time 
low as you want to say like really not only you look childish but like you can't come up with any type of proof that there was any type of election fraud or any type of mis voting miscounting anything like that and the things that you are saying has happened for years and years and years of elections how many times have dead people's votes been counted in the election i'm pretty sure they were counted in 2016 not only did biden have the same amount of votes that electoral votes that trump had total for the 2016 election this is the most record-breaking election ever in the history of the United States. And you're, you fired the, the Department of Homeland Security director? How does that say for our country? I saw that um, yesterday. Because he, he wouldn't falsely verify your claims? It's the truth. And it's one thing that you cannot deny. And that is America's right to vote. This what you see right here, even though the election was so close in getting those electoral vote, electoral college numbers, the votes it took to get to those numbers were so close. I don't think it's ever like it has been that close, but this is record breaking. And to deny to tell people to stop counting votes, if you were so afraid of losing and not thinking that all the votes were in, wouldn't you want them to keep counting the votes? But you don't want them to keep counting the votes because you already know you've lost. You're fired. Just move on. Like when you were elected, everybody's like, you know what? Okay, here we go. We're just going to deal with it. The votes are in, and that's just what it is. Even though I'm pretty sure everyone had the idea that. The election was rigged and tampered with and all that other stuff. But there was no, I think it was actual more proof in 2016 than it was right now. <laughs> I mean, would you say it was more proof then than it was now? It's more proof now than it was back then, I think. I'm saying as far as for, um, it was said that Russia tampered with the election of 2016. Would you say yeah. that that was more, it had more proof than the 2020 election? Right. They said this yeah. is the one of the most secure elections of all time. Yeah. I mean, they prepare for this. Pretty soon, it will be enough of talking about former President Trump in 2020. And I will be glad when that happens. And we say bye-bye. God, just get to the social talk. <laughs> Yeah, here we go with the Jeezy versus Gucci. I'm pretty sure y'all have heard that they're getting ready to do this versus battle. I know I will be tuned in for it. This has always been the talk of them battling each other. But, you know, they have, you know, you always hear about these new rappers that have beefs or whatever. They have beef. Like, this is like 15 years worth of beef. This is kind of on the same level if. Rule 50 Cent beef. Like, this is beef. And um, basically, the feud started over So Icy. You know, that was the hit that got both Jeezy and Gucci Mane mainstream. Jeezy was with Boys in the Hood. This put him on because he was signed to Bad Boy. 
when he was with Boys in the Hood. This kind of put him on as a mainstream solo artist. Mm-hmm. Also, Gucci, too. Now, um, they both were hot, independent. Jeezy was the standout of Boys in the Hood. You know, he, and to me, honestly, he was the standout of So Icy. I remember his verse more than I remember Gucci's verse. But the whole point of it is, not trying to be biased, but the whole point of it is, because I like both artists overall. Jeezy wanted it on his album, but Gucci used it um, for his first independent album. And he said he was never paid for his appearance on the song. So I see he didn't, he wasn't able to use it on his album, The Motivation 101, Let's Get It. And that, of course, led to a feud. I mean, this was a chart-topping song. I don't know who was the singer. So I see in 2005, but that was the song. The So Icy situation left a bad taste in his mouth because, of course, Gucci was able to use it on his song, um, the song on his album. You know, he basically ate off everything off the record. And Jeezy um, put aspiring game breakers on alert with stage trap. And that led to um, the world words turned violent. While Gucci was visiting a female friend on May 10th, four men broke into the house and began assaulting him. When men threatened to shoot him, Gucci grabbed his pistol and started shooting, hitting one man. Everyone fled the scene. Jeezy denied any connection to the shootings, even though Pookie Lock was signed to his label. Nine months after being charged with the murder, Gucci Mane was acquitted on the basis of self-defense. And of course, like, they probably haven't spoken since until this versus battle came up. And of course, Gucci Mane has talked about this on uh, many occasions about the home invasion. And Jeezy did an interview with T.I. Um, a couple months ago. I want to say it was over the summer. They did an uh, interview about, you know, trying to bury the beef and bury the hatchet. And I think that must have reached Gucci. I don't know if they, and only time will tell, and I guess this versus battle will definitely tell if the two have like settled their differences or if they've just agreed to disagree for the sake of, you know what, let's not disappoint our fans, you know, that everybody wants to see this versus, we can do it for the fans. Well, to be honest, Jeezy's been trying to bury the hatchet for a while now. And um, Gucci felt, because he felt like Jeezy had something to do with him being put in that situation, he um, he didn't really want nothing to do with Gucci. I mean, um, Jeezy. So yeah. I can understand that. And then they that. was just, it was also like they were going back and forth in songs. Like one minute they'll, mm-hmm. uh, Jeezy will say, bury the hatchet. And then he'll do come out with a song that's dissing Gucci. And so on and so forth. So um, it's good to see that they come into a, um, the beef is coming to a closure and we can actually get a good versus battle out of the two artists yes. because they are two great artists. So They really are. They are. And it's, like, it's going to be exciting to see. When you think of the motivation and trap music, those two are one of the top two. They are prominent in that era. They are that. And not only were they like 
did they make good music about it. They were also rapping about stuff that they actually lived through. So their music was definitely authentic. And I guess that's why a lot of people, you know, they got a lot riding on this as far as like, you know what, this is, you know, they putting on, like, this will be a versus for history because this is one of those verses. Like, you know, these two got real beef and for them to be able to sit in the same room like Gucci Mane confirmed today I seen on today on his Instagram he did a video that they will both be in the same room with each other so this is big I'm pretty sure there will be a lot of security there and you know these measures will have been taken but for them to like put aside their differences and be in the same room and do this versus battle like grown men is is really heartening you know like and I hope some of these young men these young aspiring rappers like take note uh so the other day Wendy Williams went on a show and said that basically Black China had um texted her and asked her if she knew any places that she could go because she didn't have a place to stay. And so basically she was calling Black China homeless. And Black China came back on, <laughs> Black China posted a video of like all of her cars and her place and her house and all this, stuff, which is the same house she'd been living in for a long time. Mm-hmm. And the same car she'd been driving for a while now. And I just felt like if Wendy Williams was Black China's friend, she should not have taking her business to her talk show just because she needed talking points exactly i I don't understand how anybody can be wendy williams friend at this point because it seemed like she just uses all of your dirt just to um have some type of conversation on her show so she can get some ratings exactly and that was that was really low especially because We've seen Black China come to Wendy Williams' defense, especially when she was in her darkest hour, dealing with drug abuse, dealing with a very public embarrassment from her husband and divorce that followed. And it was just like, that was just so shady. Wait a minute. Who are you? That was just the worst. And it was like, you were talking about Black China's um, father of a child, um, King Cairo Tiger, and his issues aren't her issues, so you can't just put that into her, you know. And it's already been publicly noted, China has always already said at the beginning of the year that she doesn't have any of them on child support at all, she takes care of her children by herself. So, that whole gold digger notion that she's always been subjected to isn't the fact of her life. She takes care of both of her children and that's something that should be commended. She's not out here blasting anybody. She's just trying to live her life. And for Wendy Williams to kind of throw her into that for, like you said, just for some ratings, you look like a bottom feeder. (laughs) You really do. Just scraping for any kind of dirt and scraps. It's just, ugh. Just want to send some light and some love to Bobby Brown tonight. He has just been through so, so much. 
it was reported today that his son, um, Bobby Brown Jr., was found dead in his home. And we just want to send some, some light and love to Bobby Brown and prayers for his family because that man has just been through some un unimaginable things. And my heart goes out to him. And I just pray for his, his sanity and his well-being because what he has had to go through through this life, it is, it's hard. And I'm trying to, you know, it, it's, that is difficult to bear. So I just pray for his strength during this time. Amen. Yeah. Happy get a week. <laughs> it's happy get a week. What if someone wrote a story about you? Would you be considered a hero or a villain? I would think I would be an anti-hero, kind of leaning towards a villain, if I had to be honest about my story. Because you know what? A lot of people would love to be the hero, but um, and I would love to think that everything that I've done in my life, I've, I've never been a malicious person or, you know, have physically like and mentally sought out malice but I'm definitely a very guarded person and I don't like to be crossed at all like I'm definitely the type of person like you know not that I say I live by an eye for an eye or anything like that but I'm I'm very you know guarded with my heart and my you know my my space and my energy so like you like I really live by that you you don't have many times to cross me it's really a you know I live by that fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me type of mentality so um you know I I would think I would be the anti-hero I'm not the the guy that everyone roots for but I'm definitely not the one everybody goes against that I'm the I'm not the typical hero well I would say I would say that I am definitely a hero because I always try to bring happiness and love to people, even though I can be mean sometimes. So I'll kind of be like Black Widow when she kind of like, she a hero, but she a, she a badass at the same time. I would kind of be mean. What? You can't steal my hero. You got to find another hero. Oh, well, hold on. Let me think. <laughs> you can't steal my hero. And I can't think of one. <laughs> Okay, you can be, let me think who you can be, but you can't be my hero. But it, cause I just feel like I, I'm not, um, when I say hero, it just means that I'm the type of person that will try to bring people together or find a solution to a problem as opposed to creating a problem, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And not saying like, I feel like, you know, that's why I say I'm like the anti hero, I'm not the guy that everyone this would be a hero but I really am in the sense of like you know I would never want to cause any harm to anyone physically you know I'm not the you know I love when I I feel like when you reach those layers and get down in those walls of me I feel like I'm truly am a loyal person when I love I love you know I've I've made mistakes in my life that you know I'm not proud of but I'm I definitely have learned a lot. 
And I feel like I've like I don't really try to go out my way to like really intentionally hurt anyone. Yeah, that's what makes so, me not be a villain. Yeah, so that's why I feel like I I deep down I am like a hero. I am a a good person, but I don't think I would be perceived as one by a lot of people because I am so guarded. Like I don't I'm I'm really and the one thing too I'm definitely like like flamboyant with my my actions. Like if you if you knew I did something, you wouldn't hear me. You wouldn't hear it from me. That's how I am. Like if I did something for you, you wouldn't hear it from me. Okay, let's keep it light. How do you handle discomfort? How do you handle yourself when you are very uncomfortable? I try to like, I don't know if I handle it. Like um, as traditionally as most people do, I try to find like a a connect to get myself comfortable. Like I'll give an example. When I'm out of my comfort zone, I try to adapt to in that surrounding where I am for that moment. That's how I kind of like handle discomfort. I try to adapt to my environment. Let me try to, you know, make that like into a, a better moment. Like, let's try to, you know, I know you had a bad day. Let's try to not dwell on that. Let's try to come into a good moment. Like, I try to bring out, you know, the best, you know, that's kind of how I am sometimes. Like, that's how I handle this comfort. I try to adapt to, you know, what's needed. Well, for me, Everybody who knows me knows I do not like confrontation at all. Yeah. And I'm like a turtle in a shell. And I have learned to kind of not learn, not learn like over the years, but I mean like, and this and this has been years in the making. I've I have learned to try not to go into my shell so much when I'm uncomfortable with something. I, I tend to um, address it within myself first. First, I address it within myself. And then, um, depending on what kind of conclusion I come to, like, is this something that is going to, like, is this something that I have to feel? Like, is this the type of discomfort? Like, as you know, sometimes somebody can frighten you to let you know that you, you did as wrong by something, you know? Mm-hmm. Or is, is this um, discomfort as a result to, how I feel about somebody else's presence in my presence, somebody else's being in my space. Like if it's somebody in my space that I'm uncomfortable with that person being in my space for whatever reason, if they aren't valuable, not valuable, I'm not gonna say that word. If they aren't bringing value to me in a way that make it make sense, Leah. If they're not bringing value to me, right? Or they're not bringing something of of necessity that I need, then clip, clip, cut, cut. And And also too, like, I think people always hold the word value as meaning something that's monetary. Value is something that is truly worth value or worth something that's measurable like that word money would be nowhere near close to measuring up to someone's value. And I think really, I really and I, I like the fact that you use that word because a lot of people misuse the word value. Value 
can mean so much more than money and monetary things. I think I handle others' discomfort a lot better than I handle my own discomfort because mm-hmm. I try to, like when I was speaking earlier, I try to adapt to everyone else's discomfort. But when it comes to my own discomfort, I don't think I handle it very well. Like when I say that, I'm saying like, you know, I have to really like go into like a a meditation zone or like kind of like the kids, they really help me with, you know, zoning out and focusing on something else. Because if I just sit and focus in my own discomfort and what I'm not comfortable with, I really go into harping on it. And that's the last thing I want to do. So that's why, like, my kids, they really, like, kind of zone me back into where I need to be and get me out of my discomfort. Like, my kids, they really bring me out of my discomfort. Like, I could be in a situation where I'm like, you know what, I'm over this crap. You know, I'm I'm not finna, you know, I'm not finna be good, Shima. I'm going to be like, if you you know, like, but I have to like get out of that, and they really help me get out of that really quickly. Like, you know, Shima, it ain't worth like, and that's something that I have grown to learn. Like, it's the one thing I've learned over the years. Um, every action or every thing that says that is being said doesn't need a reaction from me, and that's something I've really learned because people get more mad at you if you ignore them than if you engage with them. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's just tasteful moments. Who do we have up? Blue face, blue girls club. (laughs) You can see our faces. (laughs) Is that supposed to be like a bad girls club or something? Okay, so let me just say, so... Blueface, in his own attempt to reality show, um, says that Blue Girls Club is a way to help these women by existing by, I don't even know what the hell he's saying, um, by basically addressing their tempers, attitudes, patience, and composure, um, and helping them chase their dreams. However, there must be some things going on in the background that we have no idea about. Like it must be some things that he just choose not to, um, not to advertise or post to to with media all, because with all reality on, shows they're edited, <laughs> right? But I'm just saying it must be some positive things going on in the background that we don't know about because all of the things that I have seen have not been. And I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, mental expert or nothing. But in my own 30 plus years of mind your business um, on this earth, I just don't understand how um, bringing women into a space and creating conflict addresses temper issues. I don't know. Is Ayanna? Is she in the show? Like, sister, is you helping him out with this thing or what? Because I just don't understand why getting matching tattoos for everybody. This girl got her teeth knocked out. This other girl in the hospital with a broken leg. I don't understand how this is all beneficial to helping these women address temper attitudes 
patience and composure. Like I don't understand how that how that is good. Now I'm not saying that I didn't watch Bad Girls Club because I was young and I lived for a Bad Girls Club. Um, however, I don't um, I don't know what the purpose. I don't I don't even think I knew what the purpose of Bad Girls Club was in the back in the um, in the past. But I don't understand what his purpose to um, Blue Girls Club is. Because you can only watch it on OnlyFans, and then you, which means you have to subscribe and pay for it. But in addition to that, it just seemed like a tragedy. And I, and I, to be honest, Blueface isn't the only person who does this. Most Scott does it as well, and all these other shows where they just love to um, hone in on the tragedy of somebody else's life or ability to bring them great ratings um yeah they'll do anything for a rating you're right about that yeah. mona scott definitely that's why i was so glad when she, uh, a couple years ago she came out with that show that uh was gonna exploit the um the black sororities and fraternities i was so glad that show got shut down because i was like you know what you might can exploit our um our black men and women the way that you do, but you will not destroy our black Greek Sorry. organizations. Like right. That, you know what? You can have a lot of things, but that you cannot have. And I was so glad that petition went up and they shut they shut that show down after one episode, I think. That show got <laughs> shut down. For real. Because okay, and it's it's people, it's it's celebrities who have been on her shows, the love and hip hops and stuff like that, that have benefited from being on those shows and they mm-hmm. appreciate the exposure and uh the content, not the content, but the exposure that they got from being on the show that have that has helped them elevate their careers. And I'm not saying that that's the problem that we haven't or that I have with it. The only thing I have with it is it seems like the only time that it's good for the show is if somebody is beefing back and forth. And I absolutely, no, I'm not saying Jocelyn not a problem, but I feel like they targeted Jocelyn in those, in some of those shows because they knew they could get reactions out of her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't and then, mentally ready to, right. um, yeah. But I feel like Jocelyn, has she been had the right team around her and the right people to really like cultivate her career? She could have been as big as Cardi B, has mm-hmm. she had the right people in her corner team? You know, with the drug use and all that stuff and the alcohol abuse. That probably led to her downfall. She wasn't focused and she didn't have the right people around her to be focused. Yeah, and they used her lifestyle and they used yeah, they the they used the lifestyle of people in these shows to um expose them in a way that makes them very vulnerable to society and judgment and stuff like that. But it's a reality show and it's that's what it's meant for. And to be honest, I have not watched um a <laughs> good reality show in a very long time. Um, it's been just a while because I got yeah, I just got tired of that. I got tired yeah. of uh being being um a part of the problem. And part of the problem is the fact that you sit there and watch it and you're and you're allowed to disrespect um people 
and treat people like treat people like trash, you know? And I'm not, yeah. I, I just feel like it could be a better way to do some of the reality shows that we do have out here. Um, make having them fighting on screen and stuff like that because you are putting them in, I feel like they put them in certain situations. Like if you know this person don't like that person, don't put them in situations or in events where they, they, it'll be a conflict and now their brand is jeopardized or their business is jeopardized because now they, they wasn't able to, not saying they wasn't able to, but because they didn't control themselves or because they was pushed to a limit where they was forced to step outside of themselves now um people look at them like oh she a problem or she not able to handle herself as a woman or a lady or he not able to um handle himself as a man and it's it's like they love to see black people get on the screen and act a fool (laughs) the audacity yep you're right about that well we're gonna do a recap of the businesses that we've shouted out during the segments of our shows just to get you guys a little bit more familiar with them you know the holidays are coming up so we have a segment in our show where we take the time to shout out small businesses that are really doing their thing out here and this one is a long time coming angels custom sweets by angie mcginnis she specializes in custom cakes and cupcakes and you can find her on Instagram at Angel Custom Suites. Also on Facebook at Angel Custom Suites. Also, we got Kish's Creations. She has custom cupcakes and cakes and cookies and many more. Her custom cakes, she can deliver in Volusia County. And she can ship cake jars, pound cakes, and cookies to you. So you don't have to miss out on her delicious sweets. Check out her page on Instagram at Kish's Creations. And you can inbox her as well. Let me spell that for you. That's at K-I-S-H-S underscore K-R-E-A-T-I-O-N-S. And you can inbox her to inquire about the sweets. Last but not least, we have Ashley Kelly. The business owner of Ashlash Queen, she has stylish lashes, sunglasses, headbands, and handbags. The name of her website is ashlashqueen.com. You can check her out on her Facebook page and Instagram at ashlashqueen. These beautiful ladies are out here doing their thing, and we just want to recognize them once again. So, Shima, what you got planned for the week? Well, getting ready for Thanksgiving. That is my plans. Oh, you know, I didn't even know Thanksgiving was next week until um, his teacher said it's the last day before your fall break. So now I got to try to figure out what the heck we finna cook because we don't usually cook traditional dishes. What do you guys cook? Last year we did seafood. We did lobster, salmon, shrimp. We did mac and cheese. Um, And it was just the two of us. Everybody else was was gone. So... This year, you know we think, I think we're going to do seafood again, but I think we're going to put a little twist on it. I'm, I'll tell you when we when we figure it out. I think I'm going to do seafood for Christmas or New Year's, one of the two. Yeah, but I wanted to do something like that. Well, what do you have uh, planned for as far as uh, your, your self-care? Like what you're going to uh, do to keep yourself in the light mood? Well, I'm definitely going to start with working out, right? Like actually coming up with the routine of working out because I, I do feel myself getting you know, I've been lacking and slacking and I think that'll revitalize me in a right. lot of different ways. You know, I've been thinking about waking up in the morning and going for a walk, just like mm-hmm. a 30 minute, a quick 30 minute walk. Because, mm-hmm. you know, this is my favorite time of year. So I, I love to be outside during this time of year. And I yeah. think I'm going to just wake up in the morning. 
uh, brush my teeth, wash my face, and go for a quick 30-minute walk and then come back and get the house ready for the day. Thanks for listening to Light, Love, and Laughter. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at light underscore love underscore laughter. To join our show as a guest or to receive small business shout outs, email us at lightlovelaughterpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Light, Love, Laughter. I'm Shima. I'm Leah. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace. <laughs>